can become very wealthy by investing in real estate, and there's not a lot of things in the economy that can allow you to be as wealthy as real estate, but it's not instant gratification. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on, how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend him. I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session, coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff and we get straight to the real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. And today I am pleased and honored to let you know that we're speaking to Scott McGilvery. How you doing, Scott? Very good. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure, my friend. And if you don't recognize Scott's name, then let me tell you, he is someone who you've got to watch on Income Properties on HGTV. He's the host and executive producer of that his series. He's a skilled contractor, real estate investor, and entrepreneur. And most recently, he has authored a book titled How to Add Value to Your Home. And we're going to be talking to him a little bit about that. And his passion is in educating homeowners to make smart renovation and investment decisions that deliver financial rewards. So with that being said, Scott, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit about your background and what you're focused on right now? Yeah, I mean, I've been been a real estate investor for almost 16 years now. And I started investing in properties um, after I graduated. Well, right around the time I was graduating from college. And... um, Basically, I was a business student, and I had to finish up a project where I was analyzing a business opportunity, and I was in the thick of trying to find a place to rent, and I knew that the demand for the student rentals where I went to school was super high, and the supply was super low. I ended up doing basically a midterm project on the opportunity to invest in these types of properties. I ended up following through with the entire thing. So I bought my first rental property while I was still in school. Um, I lived in it. I still own it today. And uh, I grew from that first property to 25 properties within uh, four years. And now I've done uh, a few hundred real estate deals across North America. Looking back on that first one and comparing it to, say, the last deal that you did, 
What are some things that you're doing differently now? Well, I definitely, uh, I, I'm not, I don't do a lot of single family investing anymore. I still have a lot of single family and multi-unit properties. Um, I'm investing more in development projects, uh, larger commercial buildings. But um, gosh, I mean, that first home I bought was a $100,000 purchase. Uh, put a very small down payment. I built a basement apartment and lived in the basement apartment. And I rented out the rest of the house upstairs in order to pay for all the bills. So the first one was really kind of a project of necessity almost. It was a way for me to be able to afford my first home and generate some income. But I, I definitely recognized the opportunity to control large assets such as real estate and leverage them and monetize on them and get great returns. And so I started buying rental properties, uh, student rental properties mostly. Um, I've, more, you know, after kind of exhausting the student rental opportunities that I thought were available, I got into vacation rentals, uh, single family and multifamily rentals, executive rentals, and now more recently into the land development and financing larger projects. So definitely an evolution, but I always kind of look back and never forget where I came from and uh, and everything I do is still, not everything, but uh, my main investing strategies are still in real estate. So I haven't changed the subject. When you think back on the student rentals, the vacation rentals, executive rentals, um, out of those three, which one was the most profitable, generally speaking? The student rentals were the most profitable. And um, and are probably still potentially the most profitable. <laughs> uh, I still have about 20 uh, student rental properties in my portfolio. I sold off anything that was an underperformer or that was had troubles conforming to new licensing laws, things like that. But um, the ones that I still have, my goodness, uh, the margins are fantastic. Uh, you know, they're a little more work, but I have a property management team now that, that does most of that work. They're very stable, and I think that's one of the one of the best parts about it. It's, the tenants are always there every year. There's basically no vacancy at all, um, and because of the nature of the beast, the, the rental rates are significantly high in, in accordance to the or in relation to the, the home prices. But I would say I'd put them at the top of the list. Um, executive rentals and vacation rentals are very comparable. They ebb and they flow depending on the markets, depending on the economy, uh, definitely depending on the time of the year. We deal with a lot of vacancy, but um, they can be quite lucrative as well. So they would probably be the second best returns would be in that market. When you look at an investment property, and I know you're focused on the larger stuff, but really quickly on the smaller stuff, and I would like to talk to you about the larger stuff too. When you look at some of the smaller stuff, single family homes, duplexes, fourplexes, what is one large way to add value um, that you've seen? And what is one small way to add value to the property that you've seen? Well, I'd say one of my specialties is to take underperforming assets or possibly distressed properties and really uh, doing the big conversions to make them uh, a high-end rental uh, and increase value. So 
I like the big renovation because not only can you basically create a new market with better profits, but I can also force appreciation into those assets, meaning uh, do the renovation, but keep the costs uh, such that the final product is worth more than the sum of the parts. If you're somebody who wants to grow your portfolio quickly in real estate, you have to take on renovations because adding value through smart renovations is uh, is how real estate investors grow with tremendous speed and momentum. Uh, once you understand how to re-leverage that new equity that you've created, you will soon discover that you continuously have down payments to purchase more properties. Without major renovations, you're going to be purchasing properties, putting money into them in terms of down payments or small upgrades, but then that money will be locked in there for long periods of time until either the market goes up in value or your tenants pay down your debts. So the quick growth really happens with the big renos. And the big renos, I'm talking anything from a complete overhaul to maybe, you know, an upgrade of an old 1950s or 60s style, new bathrooms, new kitchens, new flooring throughout, new fixtures. These things are all key to a to recapturing large sums of uh, equity. Uh, but with the small stuff, is, you know, it's not to say that there aren't great opportunities in existing nice homes. Some of the small things can just be tweaks, meaning uh, adding a bedroom, expanding on a kitchen, going to open concept, paint, uh, again, hardware and fixture upgrades, appliance upgrades, finishing an unfinished basement if you have one, uh, adding square footage in that regard. I'd consider those fairly minor on all, uh, on the big scale. As you've evolved your approach as an investor, what has been the number one challenge when you entered into the commercial real estate space? Well, it's a whole new beast. And although there are some learnings that come from residential investing, it's uh, the build is different. I'm also a licensed contractor, so even just construction on those types of buildings is, is a whole new beast. The tenants, the landlord-tenant relationship, completely different. And what I'm what I'm doing more and more of is really the development. I actually prefer building from scratch at the moment. Um, and I think, again, my strategies ebb and flow based on my experiences as well. And I've renovated so many homes and, and run into so many issues with existing properties that uh, I'm, I'm on a bit of a trend towards just building from scratch because I'm so sick of fixing people's problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't buy another old house in this neighborhood. I need <laughs> you need a new show too. I know, I need a new show. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. And throughout your whole career, from starting out with that first home, the $100,000 purchase, to where you're at now with focusing more on development, um, here's the million-dollar question. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Okay. Uh, great question. Best real estate advice ever. I'll stick to what I believe is authentic, and that is the fact that um, real estate investing is get rich slow. And I think that that tells you two important things. Number one, that you can become very wealthy, wealthy by investing in real estate, and there's not a lot of things in this you know, economy that can allow you to be as wealthy as real estate. But number two, it's not instant gratification. And I think the people who get into real estate investing excited, thinking that there's going to be a, a quick change in their income or, or wealth, 
are probably doing something that's trendy or risky or not necessarily as lucrative as they think. Uh, the best real estate investing strategies are exactly that. They're strategies, and they take time, uh, and they take energy, and the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. So things like buy and hold investing is a long-term strategy that creates long-term wealth. But anything that you think is going to make you really quick, quick money in real estate, it, it's really just you're making a commission or a margin more than you're actually capitalizing on the real opportunity. So think about real estate long term and be aggressive at the beginning, but be patient for the payout. So I should or shouldn't invest in that million dollar property with guaranteed thousand percent returns. (laughs) (laughs) It was too good to be true. The best deals aren't found like that. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want the best deals, they're created. You've got to go out and make them happen. You'll do the renovations or the conversions or the construction. Uh, those are the best properties that I have. All right. Well, we're going to enter into the best ever lightning round where it's going to be short, quick-hitting questions, and you can answer them longer, um, but they're going to be quick questions, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll close it out. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Best ever book you've read? Off the top of my head, uh, The Tipping Point comes to mind, Malcolm Gladwell great book. It really kind of uh, shows how very small incremental changes can lead to huge shifts. Um, I think that applies in, in many business applications and as well as personal applications. Best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? Well, I mean, doing a TV show was a huge, huge shift in comfort for me. Um, you know, I was apprehensive at first about doing the TV show. Um, it, it, I didn't approach somebody to do a TV show. Somebody approached me about doing a TV show. And, uh, although it was outside of my comfort zone, it probably gave me the most personal growth and, um, and business growth than anything else that I did. Um, it's opened more doors and opportunities uh, that, that complement my business as well as a real estate investor. So uh, I think that what I learned from it is that uh, some of the things you fear the most might be the greatest opportunities in your life. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever real estate deal that I've done. Okay, I've got a, I've got a really good one. Um, so 10 years ago, I, I was looking at a property that was, had been listed for a long period of time. It was a small farm in a growing city just on the cusp. And it was kind of sandwiched between a row of, of small farms, meaning like two, three acres, right? Nothing great. It was actually an apple orchard, a small orchard. And, um, and the house wasn't in great shape. It wasn't really in a community. Um, I ended up negotiating the price down to about $200,000 uh, after it had been listed for six months. It was originally listed for half a million. And... Um, I had it reevaluated last year at two million dollars. Wow! Um, it's it, the because the uh, the city plan. I knew the city plan was going to incorporate that area. Um, just didn't realize how quickly the growth was going to occur. Now it's still a, a small farm, and I haven't sold it, so the deal isn't done. Um, however, the, the land values in the area is that you're at about $800,000 $800, an acre now in that area, which is outrageous. 
Um, all the services have come in. There's a huge developer. There's a 10-story apartment building just down the street from it. So it's, uh, it's funny. It was something that nobody was even looking at at the time. It seemed like a, a, a real loser of a property. Um, and the only reason I bought it wasn't necessarily because I thought it was going to be worth so much. I had, a, I had a hope that it would be worth that much. But I was able to generate positive cash flow by leasing out the detached garage space for storage um, and then leasing out the house and turning it into a two-unit farmhouse. <laughs> so I only bought it because I knew it could cash flow and I was hoping it would be worth something. I didn't realize how much it would be worth so. Wow, you you actually uh, uh, preempted my question because I was going to ask you what were the holding costs, <laughs> but there weren't there weren't on your cash flowing the, those ten years. Congrats on that deal. Thank you. Lastly, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? There's a lot of them. Um, you know what? And I think any investor will agree that looking back, hindsight, of course, is always twenty twenty. I regret nothing that I have done in real estate uh, because I've learned something from everything. But knowing what I know now, I would have bought even more properties sooner. And the biggest mistake I probably made was letting fear hold me back and listening to unqualified individuals give me real estate advice. And for a period of time, I, I halted my investing strategies and probably missed out on some of the best opportunities uh, that have come across my radar. Where's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you? <laughs> the best place people can reach me. Mm, the best ever place. Well, if you really want to, uh, social media is the best place to find me because no matter where I am, I'm almost always dialed into my Facebook page, my Twitter page, and my Instagram. Um, but other than that, you probably you probably see me in Florida, Southwest <laughs> Florida. I spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time in New York, and I spend a lot of time in Toronto. Scott, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with best ever listeners and talking about your evolution as a professional real estate investor and as an entrepreneur, where it started with your class and um, the business model that you were doing for your midterm project uh, with the, and then you ended up buying the 100k house on your first one and now you're you're working on development deals and along the way as you mentioned in your advice real estate investing is get rich slow love that approach and as you said the best real estate investing strategies are just that they're strategies i really enjoyed hearing about the different types of properties that you've purchased in the past one of them being student rentals, where he said they uh, are the most profitable out of the three that I, I gave you options for, the vacation executive and, and student rentals. And then hearing the, the farm example, uh, where you negotiated it down from half a million to 200000 had it reevaluated 10 years later uh, recently for $2 million, and you had some cash flow along the way by leasing out the detached garage space and then leasing out the farm. So really enjoyed our conversation Thank you so much for being on the show. And is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to mention to the best ever listeners? Well, I mean, obviously, I love chatting real estate. Uh, I love showing people what I do. I'm, I'm pretty excited about a new show that we're doing for HGTV. And it's working with people who want to be real estate investors. So it'll be the most revealing show I've done yet. And on top of that, season 11 of Income Property, we switched it up. We did all vacation rentals, which will be a whole new 
sort of opportunity for viewers to see us in a new light, and that'll air on DIY. So those are the two things I'm most excited about. We'll definitely check that out. When's that new show come out? Everything comes out in 2016, so Income Property will be first in February, and then the new show at the end of the summer. All right. Well, sounds good, Scott. Thanks so much for being on the show, and hope you have the best every day. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.